with so many podcasts out there, shows can get lost in the shuffle. That's why we implore you to check out Too Many Captains. You can find us at a moviepodcast.com. Five unique takes on Hollywood movies and culture. Find us on Twitter at It's a Film Podcast. Check our intellectual deep dives into theatrical films. Find us on Instagram at Too Many Captains Productions. Unique takes on soundtracks. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Too Many Captains Productions. Find us at a moviepodcast.com on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. And now, here comes a new episode of Collateral Cinema. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. And I'm Ashley Chancellor. And this is Collateral Cinema. Welcome to Collateral Cinema, the only movie podcast that matters, where we focus on good movies, bad movies, and everything else in between in the world of cinema. We are podcasting straight from somewhere in South Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast, so whatever you have, smoke it if you've got it. And holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, dude. Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Do something that Potter can. Da, da, da. No, no, no. It's like Spider Pig, Spider Pig. <laughs> dude. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Spider Man, no way home. What do you. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. That okay. W- that was quite a thing. All right. Hands down. My favorite Spider Man film of all time now. My favorite MCU film or Marvel film, I say. My favorite superhero film. Hell. This may be my favorite film of all time now. <laughs> oh, wow, really? All and time? I'm, I'm not exaggerating. Of I mean, all the times. This I, hit every single note. It was fan service at its greatest. I mean that in a really good way. I mean, this was just in every conceivable way a love letter to Spider Man films. Uh, if you're a a fan of the classic Spider-Man films, the Sam Raimi films from the early 2000s with Tobey Maguire. If you're a fan of the amazing Spider-Man films uh, with Andrew Garfield back in 2012 to 2014, you know, it's, uh, there is something (laughs) in it for everyone. If you didn't even like the previous MCU Spider-Man films, you're going to like this one. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it has the best elements of all those movies. And what's amazing is how, you know, they bring all these villain characters in here and they don't really skip a beat as far as their characterization, as far as, you know, how they look and even how they feel, you know, like, like, you know, Doc Ock and Norman Osborn. I mean, they feel like they're straight from the Raimi verse and yes! you know, the lizard and uh, Jamie Foxx. I mean, they're, they feel like they're straight from the amazing movies. It's- I mean, incredible it is spectacular how well alfred Molina and daddy defoe and yeah 
and, uh, and and Jamie Foxx just just naturally fall back into their roles. It felt like they literally just came out of the end of Spider-Man Two, of Spider-Man Three, of Amazing Spider-Man One or Two. You know, it it yeah. these characters really just came to life, right? Yeah, it's like they n- never died, I guess, right? Pretty much. I mean, uh, Doc Ock and Willem Dafoe. It's, it's like. I'm- it's I'm like gonna they s- picked I'm up where they left off. It's funny. I'm gonna say this right now. Doc Ock to me is the breakout character of this movie. Yeah, and he's the. Yeah. Him, it, it's kind of interesting that when you really think about it, him and you know Norman kind of get the best character arcs in this movie. They do. Willem Dafoe has such a menacing presence, and I mean, he's just. If anything, I think he's better than he was in the original yeah. Spider-Man film. What's he, interesting about him is that. You know, it, it feels like he's really going, really leaning into both sides of his character in this. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he when you first see him, he's very sympathetic. Probably the most sympathetic he's ever been in the in the series. Yeah, and and um, Spider Man One kind of implied, I guess, a disso- a dissociative identity disorder, but. No Way Home really expands on that and continues it, that character. It pretty on. much confirms it by this point. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what do you think, Robert? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired, dude. Who are you most excited to see come back out of the villains? Yeah, William Defoe. Yeah, I really wanted to see him again. Daddy Defoe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you. I mean, Defoe just knows how to choose scenery, whether it's, whether it's in something like Antichrist or whether... He's dancing naked with his cartoonishly large dong in a jiff. <laughs> you all know what I'm talking about. You've seen it. You know, legend has it that Lars von Trier had to have a body double for Willem Dafoe in Antichrist because his penis was that gargantuan. Come on, it's Willem Chad Foe. William, William Chad Foe, exactly. The chaddest of chads. The chaddest of chads. Of the course chad. he has an enormous schlong. <laughs> He doesn't need to take those performance enhancers, if you know what I mean. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, also, Jamie Foxx. What an improvement over his his role. I mean, I always liked him as Electro. It's just that maybe his characterization and, and the story he played a role in weren't written as well as they could have. Yeah, once you actually put somebody like Jamie Foxx into a role in the MCU, he kind of coalesces a little better with the character, I kind of feel... Yeah, he had more opportunity to be a character, and I really appreciated that. I mean, he was completely different, even up to changing his appearance and making him look like uh, more more resembling actually his six one six mainstream counterpart. Because you know the blue design that was Ultimate yeah. Universe. Yeah, and I'm glad that they actually made that change. You know, I mean, I think that it even further humanized him a little more. You yeah. know. I, yeah. liked, I liked how they showed that cartoon star above his head. Yeah, exactly. Like the, the, the old, cartoon star. Yeah, yeah, that's a good little uh, th- like in the old callback. Comics. Yeah, yeah, that's some old shit. Yeah, that was actually. There's lots of little Easter eggs like that throughout the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. it's 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 just a it's a callback to his original comic accurate costume. Yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe's costume, Norman Osborn's costume. You know, as the Green Goblin, whenever. Uh, well, I don't know if that that is a spoiler, but he he also gets an upgrade. Yeah, he does. That makes him seem actually kind of more similar to his comic counterpart. But I really really enjoyed how Jamie Foxx just really kind of stole the scene anywhere he was in. But I mean, let's also give a lot of credit to uh, Alfred Molina. 
Yeah. Who had played as Doc Ock, who, like I said, he's the breakout character of this movie. I liked his story arc. He had a good redemption at the end. Yeah. Everybody gets a good redemption at the end, but I liked his. And it's mainly because he kind of reacts to the world that he's in pretty much the way that I would if I was him. Like, yeah. I'm just like, wait, magic exists? What the fuck? <laughs> it is really it's cool. Like, introducing- wait, wait, it's like, wait a second. You're not Peter Parker. Well, and it's fun introducing some of these concepts in the MCU that are explored like magic, like uh, going into space and fighting aliens. I mean, these are things that are not familiar from of the characters from the previous two franchises. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, that that's my favorite character. You know, I kind of feel like Dr. Connors, the lizard, didn't really get to do a whole lot, though. No, he didn't. Um, but Th- Thomas Hayden Church's Sandman actually uh, plays a, a, a much more prominent role here than, I don't know, I, I feel like he had more of a presence here than in Spider-Man 3, arguably. Yeah, and he still has the better motivation for what he's doing. He just wants to get back home to his daughter. Yeah. You know, that's what he wants. He's he, he found himself in this world, and now he's just like, how do I get back? And so, of course, his fir- I'm sure that his first thought is, you know, let's find Peter. You know, maybe he'll know what to do. Maybe he'll know what's up. So I kind of, I kind of like to think that that's why he kind of came to Peter. You know, yeah, because because he's just looking like, look, if I help you, will you help me? And so I mean, and it also shows that you know, Sandman to me was never a truly, at least in the Raimi verse, he was never truly a villainous character. He just. He had real human motivations for what he did. Exactly. So, Thomas Hayden Church actually uh, he had a brilliant role to play in that film, even if you know a lot of the story decisions overall are aren't as as good with Spider-Man three. But I think the problem was that it was crammed into one movie, something this movie doesn't suffer from because. Excuse me. You know, it, some of the the Spider-Man 3 and the Amazing Spider-Man 2 were f- movies that failed because they tried to cram too many villains into one movie. Oh, fuck. Yeah. What they did to the third one, fuck that. But this one managed to cram five villains into a movie, and it worked. Why? Because they're all villains with established backstories already. We know who yeah. they are. Yeah. It, I, th- I think that that is one of the most effective angles that they took here was... Pretty much everybody here, I mean, they're fully established. They've gone through their character arcs. Yeah. I mean, it's, it is it is a very, very nostalgic trip down memory lane. I mean, I oh, this movie just, it fucking got me, man. And, and even the soundtrack is great. I mean, you've got uh, Michael Giacano. Giacano? Giacani? Oh, no, I don't know how to pronounce it. I don't know. Whatever. Um, doing the film, but there's even elements of, you know, the uh, Danny Elfman themes from the the Raimi films uh, and, and the soundtrack from Mark Webb's The Amazing Spider-Man. So, you know, th- there are elements of those, you know, of course, with the characters that they accompany. I think even Electro's theme was ripped, uh, was lifted right off of the original now, soundtrack. Now, see, I'm not really privy to that. I, I didn't really catch any of that because I don't really pay attention to that for yeah, the most part. Anyway. I mean, like, I, I mean, I can barely even remember the soundtrack to the Raimi Spider-Man Nickelback. movies. Other than that, <laughs> other, than, other that, than that one Nickelback song. Yeah, <laughs> now, that wasn't even a Nickelback what song. Was it was just Chad Kroger and the guy from Saliva. I don't know. that uh. The Raimi films, that Danny Elfman soundtrack to me is just, 
it, it's full of so many well, memories. Yeah, when I, I mean, listen to those tracks, it brings me back to my childhood with the movie that got me obsessed with Spider-Man movies, which was Spider-Man 1, you know? Yeah. It just it brings me right back. Some of those themes are so memorable. And when, when you get little hints of those themes, you know, peppered throughout this movie it's it's fantastic and, and even the new tracks are good i mean i like the uh the reprisal of the mcu spider-man theme that they use yeah that's been yeah. kind of his, his his uh character theme but yeah what, what did you think robert huh i don't know i thought it was a great movie man i don't know well, okay then <laughs> yeah. I think I need to see it twice, though. I'm going to go see it again with my brother. I'm yeah. going to go see it again, too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah I, I'm going to actually take the girl that, I, that I've been talking to, and we're going to go see it again because, I mean, we were kind of up close. We couldn't see very well in the front row. Oh, dude. That's <laughs> the first time I saw Van Helsing that way. I like, really couldn't see it. Yeah. I mean, this is the first theater experience we had post-pandemic, and it was in the front row. Yeah. So, but the tickets yeah. were sold out, man. It was hard. I secured those tickets well in advance. You know, I heard people were fucking scalping the tickets. Hardcore. Yeah, they were yeah, scalping they were. in, like, thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. Ticket pre-sales exceeded in-game, and I think day one sales as well. Yeah, and it's actually kind of on track to overtake it. It's already overtaken Infinity War. It could overtake Endgame. Yeah, just j- at <sighs> least in, in in pre-sale, you know, pre-purchase tickets and o- opening night. You know, it, it has actually been super, super, super successful. I mean, if you look at even, you know, any of the reviews that are coming out, like the, it's the, been overwhelmingly positive. The Metacritic, I believe, is like a A-plus or something like that. It's got a high Metacritic rating. So didn't it have like a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes last last I checked? I don't know. It may it yeah, might have changed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's getting lots of great reviews, and I mean, well, I, I can see why. I mean, it it really has something in it for every Spider-Man fan, even the casual fans. I mean, if, if you had just watched those movies in your childhood and you haven't touched them since, you're still gonna remember some of these characters. And they give you just enough to kind of explain what's going on screen so that a casual fan isn't lost. But there's something in it for everyone that's been a hardcore Spider-Man fan of any generation. Yeah. But I think that this movie cuts a couple of different ways, mainly in regards to how the MCU is going to move forward and also how Spider-Man as a franchise is going forward. Because first off, this right here is pretty much an, an official end of an era here. It's, yeah. an, it's an end of an era in that it's pretty much taken the last 25 to 30 years of Spider-Man content and it gives it all a proper ending. And It's it, the end game of Spider-Man films. It is. It's there the end go. game of Spider-Man, period. <laughs> So, I mean, pretty much the modern era of Spider-Man from the Raimi movies all the way up to this, it's all covered, and it's all pretty much giving a very satisfying finale. There There were even a few references to the PS4 game, actually, which is my favorite iteration, my favorite iteration of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. I will still hold to this day the best cinematic portrayal belongs to Yuri Lewenthal, but... There were a couple of references, especially right at the end. Can't talk about it because it's a spoiler, but there's a particular line that's used. And, and uh, Tom Holland actually mentioned that there is a move 
that he performed in the movie that they ripped straight off from the game. And uh, I remember actually seeing that move. Oh, nice. And it, it is the exact same move as in the PS4 game, so it's cool. Oh, that's sweet. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, the other side of this is where the MCU is going. And, of course, I mean, I really think that they are really leaning heavily on Doctor Strange in this, which is obvious. They got the multiverse of madness coming up very soon. Oh, well, yeah. And, and he fulfills, you know, sort of the mentor role that, you know, Tony Stark filled in, the, uh, in Homecoming and that Nick Fury filled in Far From Home. But in this one, they're kind of starting to lean towards not so much mentor as colleague. Yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. It feels like uh, Strange and Peter are kind of working on a similar level. Well, he says, bit, you, know, you know, you know, Peter, you and I have saved the world together. Yeah, we've saved the world together. We, Yeah. I mean, <laughs> they are pretty much colleagues by this point. And, and it's a, to me, I think that it almost feels like a better relationship already than, than between Tony and, Peter. And what's nice is Doctor Strange is, is a powerful presence in the movie and he fulfill, gets exactly as much screen time as he needs without overtaking the movie and taking from any of Spider-Man's screen yeah. time. I, I mean, he, he really only comes in, you know, at the beginning and kind of at the end, really. Yeah, but at the end, it almost becomes a Doctor Strange movie all, all over mm -hmm. again. I mean, I'm sure that people have seen in the movie posters and in the trailer, you know, the scenes that we're talking about. Yeah. So... I mean, it, it pretty much becomes kind of a mind bender in that way. And honestly, I think that's the real kicker here is that I feel like this movie is going to be more of a companion piece to the multiverse of madness than it is an actual Spider-Man movie. Yeah, I think I think it really leads into that, uh, just like Loki did, just like WandaVision did. Because yeah. and a multiverse of madness, of course, is going to be directed by hmm. Sam Raimi. Yeah, so it's kind of coming full circle in a way yeah you know so i mean yeah that's why it's good that we get a solid finale for all the characters in the uh in the uh raimi verse you know right yeah we we get a good we get a solid ending for all that and so but i am excited for multiverse of madness though i mean raimi is going to do that movie justice i, I think it is supposed to have some horror elements in it you know kind of the first mcu movie that's really going to dive into that. now can we please bring the deadites into the mcu <laughs> well i mean marvel zombies does have ash from the evil dead yeah exactly so maybe we can have a little side movie there with the zombies that would be cool that I would mean, be we, awesome we, we did get marvel zombies in what if yeah and you know that kind of paves the way i, I think they're thinking about doing a marvel zombies movie that would be really cool if they did, man. I mean, they're going to be doing a Blade movie, and, you know, Blade itself, you know, it had some horror elements to it in its own right. I mean, especially with the Wesley Snipes movies. It had a few of those elements, you know. Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes. So I wanted to take, you know, a, a moment on this podcast because we really can't get into spoilers with No Way Home, and we can't talk about what we really want to talk about. But what we can talk about is sort of a a retrospective on the previous Spider-Man films. I mean, starting with the Raimi films back, you know, in what, 2002? Yeah. I, I mean, what was, what was you, you guys' experience with that? Where were you at um, in your life? I think I was at Regal Cinemas, and I saw it twice that year. How old were you? Uh, probably like 12 years old. Man. 12 years old. <laughs> wow. 
Damn. Yeah. So, 2001. 11 or 12. Was, was six. And I was obsessed with Spider-Man. I'd never watched a superhero movie before. This is the first one my mom let me watch. Mm-hmm. You know, she, was, she wasn't cool with me watching anything that was too violent when I was really young. But we went to go see Spider-Man. And I, and I think it was because she knew that Spider-Man doesn't kill or whatever. You know, one of those weird uh, golden age of comic Well, rules. Batman doesn't kill. Batman does not kill, and I think that's integral to his character. Spider-Man doesn't kill isn't so integral, but he's he's a character that doesn't kill very often. I think I think, you know, when it comes to like intergalactic threats, that would be a different story, you know, but but as far as like, you know, friendly neighborhood threats, no. I mean he Yeah. He, he doesn't yeah. he 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 does have a rule about that, but I, I think that that rule can be bent. But anywho, I'm get, we're getting off topic here. But I mean, yeah, that was that was the movie that got me kicked, got me got me into the superhero kick. I mean, yeah. I, I was just I was just attached to superhero films after that point. And <laughs> I actually remember seeing the first movie in theaters with my friends. It was the same friends I went to see The Matrix and Star Wars: Phantom Menace with Ooh, Joey yeah. and Daniel. If you're all listening, yeah. And I mean the. St- the Raimi movies, to me, I mean, they have kind of a comfort food factor to it, if you understand. It's like cinematic comfort food, yeah. kind of. I think, I think we've used that term to describe certain movies before, but I'd say that those movies kind of fall under that banner, mm-hmm. you know? It's, I mean, the first Spider-Man movie, it's like just a nice warm blanket that you just wrap around yourself, and it's like, mm, yeah, mm. it's fun. Exactly. They're comfort movies for me. You know, that's how I feel about the Raimi trilogy. And, you know, I have a love-hate relationship with Spider-Man 3. We talked about it earlier. You know, it's, it's my least favorite Spider-Man film, but in some ways my favorite in terms of, like, meme content. Yeah. No Way Home is definitely my favorite Spider-Man film, by the way. I mean, followed closely by Spider-Man 2 and then probably the first Spider-Man. Hey, I mean, speaking of, what do you think is the meme potential of this movie? Oh, they actually reference known memes yeah. from, from uh, both franchises. Yeah, I mean, but but there's one thing that I am disappointed in. This is the one thing that uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. There's no Spider-Man pointing meme reference here. Yes, there is. Is there? Did I miss it? Where was it? What do you mean? I, I can't talk gonna, about yeah, it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to tell me after we get off of here because I'm just like, where did I fucking miss that? There are actually two instances. That oh sort of god, damn it! That. How did I miss that? You know, but god that might be saying too much. Almost. <laughs> no, I, I think that. I mean, everybody knows what the memes are. I mean, I don't think that it's spoilers to say that they're in there. Yeah, but I- anywho, I, um, I don't fucking know anymore. There's so much I'm gonna have to cut out of this. Damn it. Uh, so Spider-Man 2 uh, was, was I mean, I think w- was still one of the greatest superhero films of all time. You know, the, the original Spider-Man film is one of the films that I can probably quote like I can quote The Princess Bride from beginning to end. But like objectively, Spider-Man 2 is is just is just even better. It soars to heights and, and it just hits all of the right notes. Spider-Man 2 was pretty good, but I don't know. I mean, I didn't even really go to see that movie in the theaters or anything. Like, I I pretty much just saw the first one, and after that, I was just like, wait, there's a trilogy? (laughs) But, I mean, for what I've seen of it, like, after that, I mean, yeah, it's it's good. A lot of that that is, is, 
Alfred Molina. I mean, he was he was one of the, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina really defined superhero films in a lot of ways. Superhero film villains, you know, yeah. they, they're kind of the mold from which you know villains and superhero f- films would be crafted from, or, or really superhero movies were crafted from the mold that was the Raimi trilogy in a lot of ways. Very much so. I mean, you could argue that even the MCU kind of borrowed heavily from the Raimi trilogy. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, the Raimi trilogy is just, it, it, it still holds up. I mean, yes, it, the, it's cheesy and campy, but it's supposed to be. It feels like a Spider-Man comic. I mean, I, I know you know what I'm talking about, Robert. We quote these movies all the time. <laughs> pizza time. It's pizza time. <laughs> you know, I'm something of a podcaster myself. You know, I'm something of a stoner myself. Yeah. <laughs> Robert. Me too. You too. All right. Me too. You too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, of course, we got the Amazing Spider-Man films, which I actually hold in quite a bit higher regard than most people do. I think Andrew Garfield really nailed it as Spider-Man. I mean, he's really the only Spider-Man that really just nails the quips in every scene that he plays as Spider-Man. I'm going to tell you the truth. I never really saw the amazing movies. No, well, they're pretty good. Yeah. I the really, first one's good. Yeah. I really like the first one. The, the second, second one, one is too CGI for me. It yeah. again, suffers from villainitis. There's too yeah. many villains going on. You yeah. know, you've got Electro and you've yeah. got uh, Harry Osborn I mean, as the Green Goblin. Yeah. And, and you've got the, the right Paul Giamatti as the rhino, which the rhino was at the end horribly underutilized. Yeah. I mean, what I know about they those... They did Giamatti dirty. What I know about those movies was probably from the Ralph the Movie Maker reviews on them. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm the type that I'll straight up, you know, spoil movies that I don't really have any intention of seeing. As long as you didn't watch so, the High Top Films reviews of these. No, I don't I don't fucks with them. I don't I don't fuck with him no, either. I, no. just, it's ah, so pretentious. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, if I want pretentious, I'll watch some Cinema Snob or something like that. There you go. He does pretentious well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's exactly. A character he plays. But yeah, I mean, the Amazing Spider-Man films for me are are actually are they're near and dear to my heart as well. I th- I just feel like Andrew Garfield was had so much more potential th- beyond these movies, and and I can't talk about that. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Damn it. He had a lot. He had a lot of potential, but you know, I don't know. Who knows? I, I'm gonna tell you guys this. All right, you will not be disappointed. Nope. <laughs> nope. Whatever your expectations were for this film, for once, I'm gonna say I don't think you're gonna be disappointed. Which it's a hard thing to come by in these types of movies, in comic book movies, and any sort of nerd fandom film franchise. You know it. it, uh, it People set a lot of expectations for things. I mean, WandaVision suffered from that, you know, quite a bit. Was 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 just people building up expectations. This movie does not suffer from that problem. <laughs> no, not at all. I think I think it I think it checked every box it needed to check. Uh, invariably so. You know, I mean, it, it was. I mean, especially like I said earlier. I mean, if this is going to kind of provide that final kind of in point for this era of Spider-Man, then yeah, they're going to have to touch on all those bases. So exactly, you know, but I don't know. I guess we probably don't have too much more to say about this without really getting into spoilers. Not really. I mean, 
Yeah. I want to talk about it more. I almost want to <laughs> just say let's put a minor spoiler tag on what we may have already dropped. But if there are any spoilers here that we don't know about. No, no, no. I've been careful. I know. I know. I know I've tried. Yeah, I tried. All right. But yeah, I, I think that this has been. I, I mean, I, I, I definitely need to go watch it again. I need to watch the film again and yep. kind of you yeah. know, look at it. But <laughs> a little bit further than we saw it before. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Because, <laughs> I mean, th- that's why I'm not really saying anything about, like, the cinematography or anything like that. I mean, I guess the action scenes were pretty well directed and everything. But from our perspective, I couldn't really get a good glimpse of the, the actual, the quality of the cinem- cinematography. So yeah. I don't know. We'd have to, yeah, we'd have to watch it again probably, you know, a little further ahead. I don't know. I think the coordination between all of the characters on screen at a time really works well in this movie. I can tell that much. In fact, you know, just kind of going off on a tangent from that, I mean, the the organization of characters in this film is, is very similar to, say, like Infinity War or Endgame. It's, it's handled as competently as those movies are. You know, every character has exactly as much screen time as they need to have, I feel like. Yeah. With a possible with, with with a possible few exceptions I can't talk about that I think could 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 go could use even more screen time because of course they could, but <laughs> then we'd have a four hour movie like Zack Snyder's Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I guess let's go ahead and get into our final thoughts. Spoiler free, starting with you, Robert. Yeah, it was a great movie and yeah, go see it. I'll probably go see it again. I'm definitely gonna see it again. What'd you think of all the villain characters? Oh, I think they lived up to their to their performances in the original movies. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Oh yeah. Go but, see it. Go see it again. Yeah. But I guess that for me, my final thoughts are I mean, not being the huge like the biggest fucking comic book fan, or not even the biggest Spider Man fan. It's like this was an enjoyable movie. I mean, it like you said, it checks all the marks. I mean, and it's yeah, go go and see it. I really don't have much more to say about it because I mean, there's just so much that we can't say right now, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's why we're kind of cutting this at around 30 minutes or so is because I mean, what can we really say here without delving into spoilers? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say this movie is a 10 out of 10, 5 out of 5, however you want to grade it for me. This checked Every single box that I wanted out of a Spider-Man movie. The I end mean, game of Spider-Man's. The mm-hmm. end game of Spider-Man's. Exactly. There you go. Spider-Man movies. So, so go watch it. <laughs> I mean, this is this is this is topping my list. I mean, do do you agree with that, Robert? Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. So th- this is this is going to be the number one Spider-Man film for you too, or for now? For now. You know. Yeah, I would say. Sweet. Sweet. I mean, should we should we give this a, a rating? Nah. Okay. <laughs> nah. Let's wait till we can talk about all the spoilers before we give it a rating. I mean, I still like the original Spider-Man movie, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, it has that feel. It's the first yeah. one that's pretty cool, right? Yeah. yeah. It's because I played the video game for Xbox. I don't know. The Spider-Man Two video game was the best though, out yeah. of those originals. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. We hope you enjoyed this episode. I definitely probably want, I'm going to do a spoilery episode on this at some point in the future, in the near future on collateral cinema. I mean, there's no way I, 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 we can't talk about this movie in full detail later, but yeah, this was just an incredible experience. It was awesome for us to do our first at the movies review where we actually went to the movies. Yeah. That was an interesting experience post 
COVID and everything, post-pandemic or whatever, if if we can call this post-pandemic. Exactly. But, you know, I went. It was the only way to watch this, you know, and and get it on release night, and I was not going to be spoiled. (laughs) But, yeah, seriously, watch this movie. If you can avoid spoilers, if you've avoided spoilers so far, and I feel like most people are being pretty generous about that collectively on the Internet right now, I will say. Um, Yeah, definitely try to watch this just with a completely open mind, like, with as little information as possible, to be honest. I mean, there were definitely rumors and leaks going around, and I heard them too. I knew some things that were going to happen before before I watched the movie, but I almost wish I had it because, if anything, I just want to watch this movie for the first time again, and I'll never get that experience, but... <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> I don't know, but anyway, what can we expect in the rest of December from Collateral Cinema? We're going to have a new episode on Neil Breen's Double Down recorded here very soon. I mean, we're having a hell of a time scheduling the recording for this episode, but we'll get it done and it'll be released. We have a Christmas episode with Victims and Villains where we talk about Last Ounce of Courage. So look for that. And we also have the Collateral Cinema Director's Cut coming out that's going to be interesting favorite cinema snob holiday episodes and jesus bro so yeah check it out hell yeah all righty well yeah on collateral gaming we are talking about the legend of zelda twilight princess that is both our holiday special and anniversary special two parts um we'll have a collateral gaming bonus round episode out focused on the holiday as well so stay tuned for that uh i think in the month of january we're doing what last action hero and Born to Run. Yeah, that yeah. should be it. Those are both your picks, Robert. Those are my picks. Yeah. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, be looking for that. Yeah, and be sure to pay a visit to our Patreon. We have full-length movie commentaries. We have $1 and $5 tiers. Pay any amount of money, and you will get access to those commentaries. And when we get some more patrons, maybe we'll have some more patron content other than movie commentaries as well. Yeah, hopefully so. So uh, check us out also on Podchaser or Good Pods. Good Pods, yeah. Good Pods, that's what yeah. I'm thinking about. Yeah, yeah, check us out on Good Pods. Uh, give us likes, uh, follow us, and help us get on the indie charts and whatnot. We recently charted not too long ago, so help us kind of stay on the charts and everything. Woohoo! We charted. I was, I was really excited to say that. Yeah, that was really cool. That was really awesome. So yeah, give us some love. Listen to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, YouTube, you name it. We're there. If we're not there, let us know so we can be there. You can also find us on social media. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Check out our Facebook group, Collateral Media Podcasts, as well. Oh, yeah. So if you want to have, you know, be a part of an interactive community. But anyway... I guess that's it. Anything else to add, Bo? Nope. That's it. (laughs) So with that being said, I've been Ashley Chancellor. I'm Bo Maddox. I'm Robert Ortegon. This has been Collateral Cinema. We are out.
Collateral Cinema is a Collateral Media podcast. All music and movie clips are owned by the respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor.